One, one, two. Check me out right here, yo. You turn the track up a little bit for me. All up in my ears. The mic is loud, but the music is loud. Hey, it's Mitch Gell. The Hot Topic podcast is brought to you by Eviva Greek Tavern, which has moved. They're now at 4868 Sources Corner and Selma Living across the old Adonis. They have great lunch specials starting at $9.95 every day, a variety of fresh fish daily, and you can even order your fish of choice in advance. You can find them on Uber Eats and Skip the Dishes. Hey, it's Sean Campbell. The Hot Topic podcast, Hotopo, is also brought to you by Club CDL. CDL is the place for tennis, squash, and fitness. Located at 8305 Chemin, Cote d'Alias in the West Island. They have nine clay indoor courts and four indoor hard courts. They also have four squash courts and a full gym and a ton of free classes. You should definitely check them out at Club CDL on Facebook and www.clubcdl.com. You are my best friend forever. No thanks. No thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Gallo and Sean are the best guys with that show I love. It's called what? The show you love that you don't know the name of? No, because uh, I'm in a mental hospital. I can't get out. <laughs> Hold on, I got it for you. It's more of a, uh, a hot topic. <laughs> hot topic, yeah, yeah, hot topic, hot topic. Yeah. Seamster Campbell. You are my best friend forever. No, no. Campbell and Gallo, two guys who spend way too much time together. They're, they're pretty tight, those guys. Similar interests. They hit that show, Hot Topic. That's what best friends do. No! 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 All right, Mitch, are you ready for episode three? I am so happy that we're doing this episode. There, there's so many things that have happened. With the Montreal Canadiens. So many things to discuss. They've lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Victor Mete has scored. Carey Price has had a shutout, but he's also going down too early. I don't even know where to start. Well, that bell means we have to start. Yeah, start wherever you'd like to start. Well, I want to start with the rapid fire brought to you by Angry Monkey on Verdun. Classes for adults and kids, whatever you want to do, they will teach you. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, an angry monkey, it's good for beginners, and it's good for the intermediates, it's good for the experts, whether you're trying to lose some weight or actually want to really figure out how to do jiu-jitsu or boxing or any of the other fighting styles, check out Angry Monkey. All right, go in and say hi to Justin. He will hook you up. Justin's the man. All right, you know who got hooked up? Who did? Victor Mete with his first NHL goal and a nice pass from Nick Cousins. Sean, it was nice to see Mete finally find the back of the net. I love those moments in the Bell Center. Absolutely phenomenal. 127 games. I knew it was going to happen at some point. He's just a guy you want to cheer for. Is Victor Mepte going to light the lamp again? Sure he is. Is he there to score goals? No. Maybe he is playing a little bit up next to Shea Weber, and maybe Shea Weber and Victor Mepte have been having a little bit of pro- uh, problems You know, with being synchronized. It's just been a little bit off this year. 
but he scored the goal and it just makes everybody forget. Mitch, it's one of the more memorable moments here in the Bell Center in a long time. It really is, and I can't remember the an ovation for a first goal like that one. And I've been here at the Bell Center for a lot of them. I remember people who were excited last year when Kakanyemi scored his first goal because it was on Bell Center ice. Uh, Alex Galchenyuk, I honestly can't remember his first NHL goal. I'm sure fans were excited. I was in the building when uh, Louis LeBlanc scored. Uh, I, remember the, NHL, I, I, I remember Louis LeBlanc. Yeah, I think that was against uh, Philadelphia, and the crowd was uh, so great with Louis chanting his name, and uh, the scoreboard Louis, stayed on his Louis, face Louis, uh, for quite some time. Louis. But, uh, the Victor Mete one was something else, and you know, 127 games we waited for it, and uh, I also loved... Uh, the shot of the bench and everybody on the bench just so happy for their teammate that he was able to get that monkey off his back and and finally score his first NHL goal. So uh, it's just a, it was a terrific moment and I hope it's uh, the first of many in Victor Mete's career. Minutes later, Nick Suzuki scores his first and I felt that just transformed Nick Suzuki back into an offensive player. He was so good the rest of the night. Is it time to put Nick Suzuki back with Domi? Just like that. Um, I don't see why. Do it. If, do it. If, I mean, if, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. If, he, if he's playing well, uh, why would you start tinkering with what you're doing in his deployment? I like it right now. You know, he's playing with uh, with fourth line players, which means he's not going up against the uh, toughest competition. I like. I do like him with veterans, with a Thompson, a Byron, a Cousins, whoever he's, but he's playing he's, with. He's getting the easier matchups, and he's getting that cookie power play time. His ice times around that uh, 13 minute mark, which is just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no problem with uh, him on the fourth line. If they move him up, Sean, I won't complain. But then he's on the top line with uh, with a better player. It becomes a little bit more difficult. So ease him into it. Uh, I think everything's working out just fine. Uh, Minnesota was uh, was an easier matchup. We'll see what happens uh, when uh, the matchups get a little bit more difficult as far as what's on the other side. Uh, but no, no need to move uh, Suzuki up the lineup. In my mind, I, I would put him up. I, he he he's triggered. He had a little bit of jump. I think that now that he feels that he could score, he might just be able to transform that. I still think that they need to I find something for Domi's line, uh, for his wingers to be there. Uh, we still are waiting on uh, Paul Byron, Arturi Lekkinen, uh, Jordan Wheels, Scratches, Suzuki scores, you put the hot hand next to Domi and just run with it. I'm in. Yeah. All right, Sean. Uh, Nick Cousins enters the uh, Canadiens lineup. Yes. And he plays uh, pretty well against the Minnesota Wild. How do you choose who plays in the lineup, whether it's going to be Cousins or one of the guys like Wheel that did not play last game? Yeah, I think you uh, go matchup. I think you really go matchup. And, and I understand sometimes coaches, they run with a lineup until they lose. I don't think the Canadians need to do that. I think they can really pick and choose. And you know what? If Fleury has to sit again and Folan comes in, or do you feel like it's time for Mike Riley to give a shot because somebody's struggling? I, I'm not going to disagree with the, what the coach has to do. He'll, he'll disagree if he makes those changes and they don't play well and you lose. We'll be able to talk about it, uh, you know, as much as we want. But I do think that you have to play to your opposition. And because the Canadians lineup is so adjustable, you could drop a guy that was on the second line out of the lineup just like that, like Jordan Wheel. And then you could bring in a guy and say, all right, we're going to we're going to change things up. I think you play your opposition. I don't think you just roll until you start losing. I think you really say you got back to backs. We're going to switch the lineup We keep people fresh. I think it's smart for the coach to, to really look at who they're playing. Yeah, you know, I, I did find it interesting, though, that so they beat uh, the St. Louis Blues. They have practice on the Monday. 
during that practice, it looked like Nick Cousins was going to enter in favor of Nick Suzuki. Suzuki. Suzuki, yeah. And then you have the Tampa Bay game, and they decide not to go with the looks that they saw at practice, and they keep Suzuki in the lineup, and they make no changes to the winning lineup. Things don't go well against Tampa, and then it's Jordan Wheel that comes out and not Nick Suzuki. So I don't know if that was a wake-up call or some kind of message that was being sent to Suzuki to say, hey, you better wake up and start playing a little better because your spot isn't secure, or if it's a matter of coincidence, a matter of the lineup, a matter of what happened in that game against Tampa. I'm not quite sure, uh, but the coach had his pulse on the team at least for that game against Minnesota, and things turned out in his favor. All right, uh, Mitch, uh, I'm going to go a little NHL on you here on the next one, and I know that later on we will have random sports thoughts, so stay tuned for that on the Hot Topic podcast, Hotopo. But I will tell you this random sports thought that I have is that I hate it when elite players are on bad teams. So right now I am loving what Connor McDavid is doing, and the Edmonton Oilers are good for it. What? How special is this season start for Connor, Connor McDavid? Well, I mean, he, so at the re- time we're recording this podcast, he has 17 points already, which is just amazing. He's on pace for 199. Yeah, he's playing uh, great. Uh, the chemistry with Dreisaitl is there. I know uh, a lot of other coaches, they want to spread the wealth and play Dreisaitl in the middle. Uh, Tippett comes in there. He's like, no, these guys are going to be linked together. Let's play our best offensive players with one another. They got Zach Cashin on that line. He's got some good chemistry with them. He's opening up some space and some room. I love watching the Edmonton Oilers. I will caution it, uh, Sean, by saying... Uh, again, at the recording of this podcast, they, they've played seven or eight games. They've only played one playoff team from a year ago. Their schedule has been very easy so far. So we'll see what happens when they but start But take playing. advantage of your easy oh, yeah, schedule. Sure. You, there's nothing you can do but play the schedule that's put in front of you. I'm just going to say if you're, if you're trying to project what they're going to do, probably, well, obviously he's not going to get almost 200 points. So it, 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 it's going to take some time, I think, to, uh, uh, to, to really know what the Edmonton Oilers are going to be. But, yeah, I love watching Connor McDavid. He's the most electrifying player in the NHL. Yeah, and I love the fact that we're watching it, and I want to see 140, 150, 160 point seasons. We're starting to get more 100 point seasons. Remember the times when there weren't 100 point seasons, but I'm absolutely loving it. And, Sean, uh, you had the uh, Maple Leafs with news uh, this week. Uh, John Tavares, he's out with uh, with a with a couple broken fingers, I believe. Yeah. He's, he's going to be gone for at least two weeks of action. Uh, that's going to benefit the Canadians. The Canadians play against uh, the Munch, uh, the Canadians play against the Toronto Maple Leafs in two weeks' time. Tavares isn't going to be in that uh, in that yep. game, uh, and we'll see. I'm, I'm curious. To, I, I'm, I'm testing I'm curious, their depth. No, but I'm curious how Babcock is going to deal with this all. He's been so reluctant to play. Matthews and Marner together. Yeah. Do we finally see it with the injury to Tavares? Uh, I think they kind of have to. I think they're going to have to pull a little bit of dry side on McDavid here. And I know that's not what Babcock does. He doesn't do it. He's Babcock 2007. Hashtag Babcock 2007. Still coaching in 2019 like it's 2007. And we're just talking about seasons when there was no 100-point scorers. That's the way he likes to do things. I still think he's a bad coach for this team with these players. We'll see if something happens. And I, I, I said that I'm worried about the Toronto Maple Leafs if there's a major injury. Two weeks is not a major injury, but I want to see how it happens for this two weeks. Yeah, if it was, uh, it could be longer though. We'll see. No, but I, the, the, two.
two weeks, three weeks is not. But I'm saying if it was like two months, I'd be like, oh, you're missing Tavares for two months because I don't see Babcock doing Marner Matthews. I don't think he likes to put them together. I think he wants to split them up. And then how much will this affect uh, someone like Mitch Marner, right? Like Mitch Marner, he's... I think he can carry it on his own. Maybe the pressure's more on him than it is on Matthews. Yeah. You know, but for me, this is a this is a very interesting situation for Mike Babcock to handle because I don't know. I I, I told you I'm, I'm I'm worried with injuries and I want to see how this just for two weeks. I, I it's not a major thing. It's only like going to be five or six games. I'm also uh, I'm also going to assume they're going to move Nylander into the middle, which is something they didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was playing on Matthews' wing. I think you move Matthews up. He plays with Marner and Tavares' spot. Nylander moves over to the wing, and a guy like Mikhail, uh, Mikhaev uh, bounces up the lineup. I think that's what they should do, what they'll probably do. Uh, but like you said, Babcock coaches like it's 2007, so who knows? Maybe he plays Trevor Moore on the first line at center with Mitch Marner. I don't know. I, I, that was, I was just going to say that. He's going to he's 100% going to put Trevor Moore <laughs> up there because you know how you know he loved his uh, – He can't wait for Hyman his, to come back. Hyman yeah. and Connor Brown. Connor Brown was part of that group. All right, uh, just quickly flipping yes. back to the Montreal Canadiens. Their power play seems one for five, one for five. One for five is 20%. I mean, the more games, the higher it is, the higher it'll stay. You're just putting pucks into the next. Yeah, and it's, it's not perfect. No, it's far from perfect. And uh, the power play goal that we saw uh, in the game against Minnesota was 5-on-3, and their 5-on-4 uh, advantages didn't look all that good. But uh, I want to reflect on the percentages. Uh, the per- percentages look good right now, so as long as they get their power play goal a game and a power play goal every four or five opportunities... Uh, I'm gonna stay away from that topic. Yeah, just not. not no, gonna no, do it. no point. No, no, no need to rag on them because they're scoring goals. Doesn't matter right now how yeah. they're going in. And and, and and yeah, it is. But what I what I did like when they had that five on three, it was a quick five on three. Yeah. They won the face off, moved the puck around, and it was a goal. It just looked easy. And you want five on three goals to look easy. And that's how that's that how it did. Thanks in large part to Jonathan Drouin. And thanks to the Minnesota Wild, the uh, penalty kills uh, numbers got a little bit better. Sure. But that is, uh, by the way, yeah. which team's worse? Devils or Wild? Oh, Wild, by far. Yeah. That is your rapid fire brought to you by Angry Monkey. What do you call a group of players who keep gaining weight? What? An expansive team. All right, Mitch, why don't we do the editor headlines right away? Sounds good to me. Editor headlines brought to you by Played Again Sports Kirkland, 2973 St. Charles. Corner Hymas, go in, say hi to Keith, Gerard. Actually, say hi to every, anybody you want. They all have name tags. They all have name tags. Uh, no, Keith and uh, Gerard don't wear name tags. That's true. They don't. But you know who they are. They're famous from the Played Again uh, Sports Radio Show. That's right. Which I made famous, and then you took over. 2973 uh, St. Charles and Kirkland. Check out Played Again Sports. Uh, pop quiz. Who was the other guy that hosted the show that it didn't work out with? Editor headlines. <laughs> Whoa! And that's loud. Yeah. Do you remember? Very loud. The third uh, host of that show? Uh, no. A star hosted it for a while. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, for like a year, even when I was hosting... And people went online to listen to the show. Star's face would <laughs> pop up. Uh, I don't think that's uh, that's the case anymore. Yeah, speaking of the face, by the way, uh, don't I host Habs Lunch? You do. Yeah, I, uh, I don't see my face on the Bell Center 
outline. Yeah, well, at least you're on some of the posters. I haven't seen those yet, so maybe it's not true. Maybe well, they use maybe they only use two out of the three. At least you're on the one at the uh, at the office. Yeah, because I'm on none of them. That's Fat Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Campbell, editor headlines. All right, you ready to go? Uh, can my headline be Fat Campbell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Jimmy liked that or not. Uh, I don't know. All right, uh, you get to go first. All right, uh, so my first headline, Sean, has to do with the fact that uh, Christian uh, Folan yes. has a return to the lineup. Yes. He's played the last few games. Yes. And he's looked pretty good next to Ben Chirot. Yeah. All right. Can you say he's looked, uh, the way he's played, he looks free? Yeah. So my uh, my headline reads, he's free, free Folan. Whenever you can get music involved, it just—it's absolutely perfect. All is right. Is Jimmy not doing the sound effects? I guess not. No, I think he is. He is. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I like the sound effects. I like them when they're there. See, they're there. There you go. All right. My first editor headline. Uh, earlier this week, the Montreal Canadiens lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it really happened quickly because they had the lead. And then at the end of the period, they scored. And then in the first two minutes, they scored two more goals. And then the game was over. It was 3-1. So it was over in a flash of lightning. Hey, there we go. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, so go back to it. Because I'm free, free falling. <laughs> what about Fat Campbell? <laughs> Jimmy doesn't like fat jokes. <laughs> All right, my turn? Yeah. All right. Uh, also, uh, we, we go back to last week, mm-hmm. and Jonathan Drouin, uh, on Saturday at the Bell Center, he got a standing ovation. Oh, yeah. Bell, and he's uh, a point-of-game player right now. Right, he's been playing some good hockey, Jonathan Drouin. So, uh, for all the friends fans out there, Sean, yes. actually, I have two. I don't know which one's better. Okay, so I'm just okay. gonna go with both. Okay, okay so sure. for all the friends f- fans out there, how you drew in, or for all you Pat Hickey fans, uh, yeah, 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 I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> You are Drew and fine. Yeah, there you go. All right, my second one. My favorite play this past week for the Montreal Canadiens. Jeff Petrie's hip check on Nikita Kucherov. Loved it. Thought it was good. You know the saying, it's hip to be cool. Well, it's hip to hit cooch. <laughs> no, I can't believe he uh, he gave you that one. Well, I'm just thinking about Jimmy's hip. <laughs> uh, brutal. <laughs> uh, somehow Jimmy G injured himself running. There's no way Jimmy was running. I can't see it either. Maybe it was for a bus. Maybe. Well, he's got to hit that bus soon. I guess so. Uh, all right. Uh, so before I was talking about the uh, Folin uh, uh pairing. Yes. The only reason that pairing is existing is because the Canadians, uh, they went out and got Sherratt after Jordy Ben went to Vancouver. Yes. Right? And you this said... It's very complicated said, already. Well, you said... Uh, no, the, the headline's going to be simple. Because uh, you said you like music, right? Yes. So the headline reads, Since you've been gone! <laughs> since you've been gone! I can't breathe I like that song. 
I do. Yeah, there it is. I like it. Okay. Uh, I have I'm a song. Killing I, it today. I have a song one too, but I'm saving it for, for last. Okay. Yes. So I got for my third one. My next three are all the same theme. One of the problems for the Montreal Canadiens has been their penalty kill. They give up goals all the time. Their power play was all we spoke about last year. This year, it's all about their penalty kill. So my next three headlines are about their penalty kill. So my first headline reads. PK, a problem again. guess uh, Jimmy wasn't a fan of the uh, PK. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we got it too. Everybody got the Subban reference, Jimmy. (laughs) All right, uh, my next uh, headline, Sean, has to do with the fact that uh, Chris Letang of the Pittsburgh Penguins Mm -hmm. uh, recently picked up his 500th career NHL point. And as I stick... On the musical theme. Yes. My headline reads, Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. with. You were stretching a little on that one. (laughs) Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. (laughs) But, like, what does the clan have to do? It's just because it's... Yeah, so you were stretching. Clan. Yeah, you were stretching. All right, uh, my second <laughs> I one. I thought that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> Your other one was better. <laughs> what was your full-in one? Because I'm free. Free full-in. All right, uh, back with the uh, penalty kill that's not so great for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, their PK is subpar. Stop that. <laughs> Stop that right now. All right, I got one more. You got one more. Yeah. Um, so we have to assume that uh, now I'll, I'll put it like this. Uh, at yeah. the t- recording of this podcast, uh, Kale Fleury is uh, still with the Montreal Canadiens. But we could assume that if he doesn't play soon, he is going to be sent to the Laval Rocket. Yes. Right? So my headline reads, 100% chance of flurries. <laughs> with the Rocket. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, weather report. Yeah, it's not bad. You should have done it in like a weather report voice. Yeah. I don't know, know if I have a weather report voice. Yeah. I don't know. You probably figure you're, you're good with voices. Yeah. You're good with voices. My final one, and it's my one with a musical theme, because the Montreal Canadiens penalty kill is still hurting them and not doing very well. So one would say it's killing them softly. <laughs> Maybe Jimmy just doesn't know the song. It's a good song. It's a very good song. It's killing me softly with his song. Oh, no, I think uh, Jimmy G, not a fan of the rap music. Didn't give me the Wulatang clan. Didn't give you killing him softly. I think, I think Jimmy's He's also just... very trigger-happy over there. <laughs> yes, very trigger-happy. What do you call what you call a rodents that play hockey? What? 
Rinkrats. Uh, maybe one of these will just make our random sports thoughts. Brought to you by 11 Waves. Check them out, 11waves.com for all your social media needs. Let their team make waves for you. They make waves for me every single day. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. Time for some random sports thoughts on the Hotopo, the Hot Topic Podcast. Stop calling it that. All right. Would you like me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I always go first on this one. My first random sports thought. I was thinking about this. Did you see that article in The Athletic on Pavel Bure? I saw you retweeted something about it. Oh, it was the story about uh, Gino Ojic. Yeah. Oh, that's a great story. He just showed up in Russia, showed up at a KGB building, and just started knocking and saying, Take me to Pavel Bure! He, like, he didn't, he didn't, like, he just didn't know where he lived. He just showed up in Russia and didn't know where Pavel Bure lived. That's so Gino Ojic. Yeah, uh, that's, uh... <laughs> and he said an hour later, Pavel's like, an hour later, they found me. Well, I think you had connections, Pavel. Uh, my, my random sports thought is... And I've read a lot of them. Imagine just showing up somewhere in Canada and being like, I need to see Mitch Gallo. Uh, he lives in Montreal. You're in Vancouver. <laughs> like, do you know how big Russia is? <laughs> like, I just I want to know more details about the story. But anyways, uh, I've, I've read a lot on Pavel Bure, and, and there's not much because he doesn't speak a lot, and he really he's not a public figure. He hates being a public figure. He likes to be in the shadows. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> but... Even on the ice, I don't think there's been an NHL player that was like Pavel Bure. Like, you and I know Pavel Bure. He was one of your favorites. He was one of my favorites. But I don't... Can you... Since he's left the NHL, can you, can you like, imagine a player that's been like him on the ice with what he did? Brown ahead for Bure. Bure going in. He scores! For the Vancouver Canucks. I have one that, and he's completely different, and he may even be better. But there's not many people that make me think the way they do things and the way that they play, the way that they attack, the way that they, everything on the ice. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to uh, rack my brain right now to think of somebody that would be uh, equivalent because I've, you know, I can think of a lot of great goal scorers, but nobody that really did it like he uh, used to do it. It's like uh, when we had uh, Nick Lindstrom on Melnick yeah. in the afternoon, right? And he was asked about the uh, hardest players to play against on opposition. He said Pavel Bure. Right away. He's like, Pavel Bure would wait for the puck to hop, and yeah. then he'd be behind you. He had this he had this way of changing gears where he was coming in fast, and then he changed the gear to, the, you know, right when you were pivoting, right when you were – he just knew how to – and he did everything at a high speed with the puck. My point is he, I don't think he plays like him. But it's like to me sometimes I'm just I see like McDavid do some things I'm like last time I saw someone do something like that was Pavel Bure, and they're different types of players. Yeah, that's they're what, different. No, but that's my point is I don't know if there was an ever there's ever been a player like Pavel Bure, and if you've never seen Pavel Bure do what he just you could get lost on YouTube. You can get lost. Good times. Um, Let's see what I have here. Okay, Sean, with the uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about the ovation. So, random sports thought number one. I want to talk a bit about the ovation that uh, Jonathan Drouin received uh, last week at the Bell Center after yep. a good performance against St. Louis. Uh, my random sports thought is pretty simple. 
Montreal is a tough place to play when things aren't going well. But when things are going well, there's no better place to play. It's the highs and lows. And I, I agree with that. And it's I, I equate that to the idea of Jeff Petrie re-signing with Montreal. Yeah. Why? Because they went on a playoff run. And you just get drawn in. Just It sucks you in. Like Toronto, New York... Chicago, all these Boston, all these fantastic places to play hockey. At, at the highest of highs, nothing compares to Montreal. You, uh, uh, let's just, can I put this on you? Mitch Gallo, prime athlete. Do you think you could play in a place like this? On a team like this? Uh, no. You don't think you have it? Uh, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, uh, I, I would get bothered by it things being said about me you, you don't like it when we do uh facebook videos uh you know you know i'm not a fan of any of this uh, stuff yeah people are uh, people are mean i don't handle it well do you think i can handle it better than me i don't like you know when people are mean either and i know i, I understand what it's like but i i have this thing in me i just i'm like i could totally i could i could i could do it i i think i could but again, I think about when Jonathan Drouin signed with the Montreal Canadiens. He's like, and I heard him. I was like, yeah, he's got the right attitude. I know where the city is. I know I've lived here. I've, and then you see it happening. You're like, man, sometimes they, they can't even control it. They can't even control it. Yeah, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably be really good in a place like California, like yeah. San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> I'd totally be the Joe Thornton of uh, of NHL players, like just so laid back, chill, and doing my own thing, playing on a good team. And when you score four goals, you whip your dick out. <laughs> uh, he said cock. Sorry. It's random sports <laughs> on number two. Uh, I, I think got- people want more of the uncensored <laughs> stuff on the podcast anyways. Uh, flashing back to uh, the Montreal Canadiens against the Blues. Jimmy G's so upset. Okay. Yeah. Look, I uh, I understand people do things differently and I'm not one that's musically inclined you've heard me sing before <laughs> but I'm just gonna heard me sing like already three times this show but I'm just gonna say that anthem oof that's all yeah I wasn't in the building yet thankfully so I didn't get to experience it live it was it was I I, I will say I was entertained because I was chuckling a little bit how does that happen I don't know but I, people do things differently that's all Oof is my word that I'm going to use, and I know that people do things differently, and they have different talents, and and clearly they're a better singer than I could ever do, ever, ever sing. I know that, but I'm just, oof. That's all I'm going to say. All right, random sports slot number two, very simple, Sean. Every yes. time James Neal scores, it's funny. Not to me, Lan. <laughs> and not to the Calgary Flames. No. But I think we all laugh in unison when he uh, scores, especially now that it's going in at a ridiculous rate. My He's got eight goals. My uh, final random sports slot, Mitch. Yeah. I have not used my be like Byron hashtag. What's going on? Well, he hasn't been playing well, so I don't think uh, I don't think people should be trying to be like Byron right now. Socks, man. I like my be like Byron hashtag. I think the people like it too. Sucks. Well, might have to come up with one for uh, Jordan Wheel. That seems to be your new guy. Seems to be the coach's new guy, too. 
Maybe a little too much. A random sports thought number three. Nobody on opposing teams facing the Canadians should trigger Domi. Let him sleep. Why, why would you? Like, I saw Tampa do it. I've seen St. Louis do it. Obviously, Toronto did it. Why are you... I think he does it to himself, too. But why are you igniting this guy? He does it to himself, too. No, but other teams make it worse. Yeah. It's like, here's a little flame. Let me take gasoline and pour it on it. That's what Petrangelo did. He definitely did that. Like, why? Are you stupid? He was that night. Yeah. Or, or what's his name? Per Tarangelo? Who called him that? <laughs> Trump. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't, see, I didn't see any of that. I think that. it was Pertrangelo. Pertrangelo. Yeah. It was Pertrangelo. Yeah. I think it was... Uh, I don't know if... Uh, I'm trying to think of the worst pronunciations ever. I believe it was uh, Bill Clinton mm. when uh, Detroit went to the... Ezerman. Yeah, he completely messed Steve up Ezerman. Ezerman. Yeah, the, that one you can see too. Ezerman. He probably gets the, the press notes. He's like, all right, I got I this, got I got this. Go. And then he sees it. He's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> How do I say that name? Uh, you know what? I just came up with a new segment we could probably do on the Hotel Po. Oh, yeah? Maybe. Uh, Mess up people's maybe. names on purpose? No. So I, I will come up with a list of names. Yeah. I will say them poorly, but you have to figure out who I'm saying. <laughs> that seems hard to do, but okay. <laughs> like if I said Pertrangelo, you'd have to figure out who it was. Yeah. I think I could do this. Okay. All right. Because, you know, maybe I'm just reading it straightforward. Maybe I'm reading it with a certain accent. Nonetheless, uh, that is uh, Random Sports Thoughts. Brought to you by 11 Waves. 11waves.com. What's their slogan? Let their team make waves for you. How did the Canadians get to the Bell Center? How? They take they take hab rides. I have a question for you, Mitch Gallo. All right. It's a very good question. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. If it's I like my question. Yeah. Yeah. Time for the pop quiz. Would you like to go first? Would you, I like to go first? I'll, uh... Here on the Hoto Po. I'll ask the question first. All right, let's go. Let's see what we can All do. Right. I mentioned it during uh, editor headlines with my uh, Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. Wu-Latang clan. Okay, so it was a defenseman that have played, or f- gotten 500 points at some sort of list. Yes. Okay. So 500 points for Chris Latang. Yes. Seven other active defensemen have 500 assists or more. Can you name... 500 assists? No, five sorry, seven, 500 okay. points. So there's... Seven active. other active defensemen with 500 points. That's right. In the National Hockey League. That's right. Okay. Uh, let's start with Burns. Burns is number one. Uh, Carlson's up there. Carlson's number four. Okay. So Burns and Carlson. Giordano? Giordano is not on the list. Oh, he's not. Okay. Um, Eric, Jimmy. <laughs> Eric Carlson. Uh, John Carlson's not old enough. Is he there? No, no he's not there. Okay, I didn't. I'm not saying I said his name. Maybe Giordano's not there, eh? No, he no, must Giordano be, must be just under. Um, and active like uh, Dion Phaneuf is not active. Dion Phaneuf's not active, okay. but I don't think he was on the list anyway. Okay, but. I'm just, I'm just checking on the uh, on the active status because yeah. we, we kind of have to live in that uh, that world. Uh, another defenseman. Uh, oh, it's so Daniel Chara. Chara's number two. Uh, he's going to be in there. So I'm missing two more. You're missing. Uh, Oh, sorry, there's seven. Four right? more. Sorry, there's seven. I was thinking of a top five. You have five. three? You named four. I was thinking of a top five of, okay. of, of some sort. 
Uh, Jay Bowmeister is pretty old, but yeah. I don't think he has enough points. Not there. Uh, Patrangelo, no. Um, trying to go in another defenseman. Like Ron Hainsley didn't pick up points along the way. Not enough. Like I know that th I'm going through the old defenseman, but they have to pick up points along the way. Mm. Oh, Keith Yandel for sure. That's probably the toughest one. He's yeah. number seven. Keith Yandel. Uh, what about Oliver Ekman Larson? No. No? I know he's still young. Oh, uh, Seabrook Keith. Keith, yes. Seabrook, no. No. Seabrook. My, oh, okay. Uh, you're missing two more. I'm missing two more. I thought I saw Seabrook. It's weird how they got older. Have you noticed that Seabrook's gotten better than Keith? Yeah. Like it's in the in the older ages of, the, of their uh, stages. Uh, oh, Mike Green. No, Mike Green. That's a good guess, though. Really? I what his totals at? That's interesting. He's got to be at four something for sure. Oh, not Mike Green. Wow, he had like an Mike. eighty-five point season. Yeah, he's just really slowed down. Uh, I know. Point -wise in the last few years, let's see what he has. Oh man, four ninety. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> uh, Dustin Bufflin? No. No. Uh, you want to clue me up here or no? You think? Uh, nah, the clues would make it kind of easy. I mean. Yeah. You know, they're long-standing NHL players who log a lot of minutes and played a while. Ah, uh, Suter. Suter's number five. Yeah. You're just missing one more. Uh, what about Yossi? No. No? So another long-standing. Very impressive, though, that you've, you've nailed down six of them. Six out of, six out of seven here. I'm trying to think. This I is where people are screaming at their podcast. Yeah, they're <laughs> screaming at the Hotopo. So I'm missing one more defenseman with over 500 points in the National Hockey League. I know you like to go through the teams. I just randomly let my brain go wherever yeah. it goes. So well, there's, there's probably like a section of teams that I haven't targeted yet. I don't think so. No? I think you messed this one up. Oh, Alex Edler. No. No. Edler, yeah. man. I would have thought yeah, Edler. The, uh, the answer you are missing. Okay. Captain of the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> Shea Weber. Weber. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. That's you why when, when you when you start going with Edler and stuff, I like told that, you, I'm I like just, he's, he's not going to get it. <laughs> His brain is not working my, on the right way. I plane. will tell you that my like, uh, I just I, I I totally just didn't even think about the Canadians. <laughs> I just didn't. I just didn't. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have 400 points. Stupid Alex Edler. How many did he have? 370. 370. Okay. <laughs> I was close. I was close on that uh, 490. All right. Uh, my uh, pop He's going to probably question. hit 500 this year. Yeah. My pop quiz question for you, yeah. Mitch Gallo. Out of active players in the NHL. Oh, and you I, also win active. Yeah. I think only. Uh, I think you're only going to get two out of three. I think there's one so you're not going to get. Wow. Okay. I, I think there's one you're not going to get. Three players that are active in the NHL have had a season of seven shorthanded goals. In a season, which is a big number, can you name two out of the three? Because I, I think one you just—I think it's a player that you just don't think of. Okay, and that's maybe a clue that you might be able to get them. But the other two, I think you can get. There are active players in the NHL, and the highest total for active players is seven. And there's three players that have done it. Mario once scored twelve shorthanded goals Crazy. this year. Uh, Mike, uh, Michael Grabner. Uh, great guess, not one of them. I knew you were going to guess Grabner, but he uh, such great speed. Yeah, you know, he's, he's a great shorthanded player, but seven's a lot. Yeah, um, Cogliano and uh, not Cogliano. I like that one too. I like that guess. The guy's been around a while. He played a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, no, I have to start going through the teams. Yeah. Right. One, I think 
like they're both shorthanded players. They're both that's kind of what they do. They're neither of them are uh, like all three of them are not like top end offensive guys. You know, it's not like uh, you know when like Pavel Bure used to be on the penalty kill or something like that. Pavel Bure reference on the Hotopo. <laughs> so seven shorthanded goals this season, and there are three active NHLers that have done that. Jonathan Taves? And not Jonathan Taves. Um, I'm trying to think of guys that kill penalties and get scoring chances. What's uh? Let me. Uh, I feel like how do I give this clue? <laughs> One just became a captain. One loves playing the Montreal Canadiens. And the other one, known for his time with an original 16. But he also played for another team. What's uh, Marchand? Nope, not Marchand. Bergeron? Not Bergeron. Seven shorthanded goals in a season. One has a brother. Nico Koivu? Nope. <laughs> the other one is uh, French Canadian. French Canadian? Yeah. Jean the other one. Nope. And the other one is European. Franz Nielsen? That's the one I didn't think you were going to get. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you got Franz Nielsen. Very good. Franz Nielsen was the one I didn't think you were going to get. Yeah. So And then there's the two others. One just became a captain. French Canadian. Uh, one okay, so here's one. He just became a captain, and he has a brother. That's the combined clue for that guy. <laughs> that's Miku Koifu, man. <laughs> yeah, there's another guy that's right yeah, there. Yeah. Yes, he has a couple brothers. How's that? Oh, so uh, Jordan Stahl. Jordan Stahl is the other one, and the French Canadian. That was bothering me. The French Canadian, I should know. Yeah, and he loves playing the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, it's uh, I, I, I would never have gotten that man, JG Pajot. Yeah, that one I nope. would not have gotten uh, without a clue. Okay. More likely to get uh, Franz Nielsen than JG Pajot, because often I know a lot of the shorthanded guys from doing hockey pools where shorthanded points as a category. Yeah, that's why you, you tend to track it just because you know. No, all those guys have had seven shorthanded goals in a season. Franz Nielsen, good job. Man, what's the what's fact that you got one <laughs> without the clues? What's um. What's JG Pajot's career high in goals, man? A 19, I believe. He had a 19 goal season. I think it's 19. 19 yeah. goal season with 12 against the Habs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At one point early in his career, I was calculating. It was like 18% of yeah, all his I goals. Yeah, I remember when you were calculating that. I was that. just having some fun with that. All right, Mitch, uh, why don't we keep on rolling with some bold predictions? Plus, we get our brand new segment that we are going to love, and that's called Name That Podcast. Why was the hockey player not it when. It w when he was tagged. Why? He was in the neutral zone. Bold predictions. That's right. Time for bold predictions, Mitch Gallo. All right. All right. And uh, just to keep you track of a couple bold predictions that we have put out there on the Hotopo, the Hot Topic podcast. Uh, my uh, first one I put out there was uh, Jordan Wheel, 55 points. He's been a healthy scratch. Not a good sign early on, but it's still early, and I'm sticking by it. I, I can't change a bold prediction, can I? No, you cannot. Okay. And the other one is uh, Yoel Armia would lead the Canadians in goals by the end of the month of October. So far, so good. We're halfway through. Yeah, my first one was uh, that James Neal, 
at the time of that podcast, would have more goals than Milan Lucic all year. Yes. I think that was when uh, Lucic had seven. Now he's, uh, he's at uh, eight, eight, nine, yeah. whatever. Eight, I've yeah. lost count. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And uh, I don't remember what my <laughs> poll prediction was uh, that, last week. Do you? No, it was uh, two weeks ago that you uh, were in the first episode of the Hotopo. Uh, Stop it, calling it, it that. No, I'm, I can call whatever I want. You can call it the Hot Top Pod if you want. Anyways, go on. It w- was uh, that uh, was uh, seven players on the Canadians would have career years. Oh yeah, that was that I was remember. week one. I yeah. told you to write it down because you wouldn't remember. <laughs> I told you to write it down. I didn't bring my notes. All right, what do you got for a bull prediction All on right. episode three? Episode three, Sean. Before episode four, yeah, we will have a game where Suzuki and Mete both score again. Okay, one game where they both score again. All right. I like that bold prediction. I have a bold prediction that you're going to have to remember for the entire year, but I am putting this out there because I feel weird about this relationship between Jesperi Kakanyemi and the coach. I think at some point he's going to play in Laval. And maybe it might, hey, it might be because he got hurt and he has to rehab or something like that and get a couple games. At some point this season, Jesperi Kakanyemi is going to play in Laval. Okay. It's a bold prediction. I'm not yeah. saying it's going to happen. I hope it I doesn't happen. Yeah, no, I hope it doesn't happen either. All right, uh, this is uh, time for our brand-new segment that we're going to do to finish off every Hot Topic podcast, Hotopo. It's named that podcast. What are we going to call this show? I'm going with uh, my favorite editor headline. Yes. Because I'm free. Free falling. Yeah, I'm like that. I, there's a couple that I was thinking of. I was uh, pulling a Thornton. Yeah. We were kind of talking about uh, Joe Thornton a little bit. But uh, what about we kind of name it after Jimmy's hip? This episode has a lot to do with Jimmy's hip. Yeah. And we know that we it's hip to be cooch. No? Right. Nah, I don't know. I, uh, you know I'm such a big Shakira fan, so all I, all I can think about is uh, hips don't lie. But Jimmy's hip does? So Jimmy's hip lies? Jimmy's hip lies. So that's it, Mitch. I do want to thank our uh, sponsors, as we always do. Our uh, head sponsor, Club Club CDL, the place for tennis, squash, and fitness. Check them out on Facebook at Club CDL and uh, www.clubcdl.com. Calm. And of course, Sean Aviva, I am hungry, and I think uh, at some point, maybe right now, I'm gonna have to head to Aviva, mm. as uh, they got the the delicious souvlaki. Of course, uh, I mentioned it. Uh, the specials on fish, variety of fish. You can even order fish in advance, and uh, you can check them out at four eight six eight Sources Corner and my Living. And remember, episode three would have never been possible if it wasn't for Jimmy's hip. Thanks, guys. How did the hockey player pay for his cool new clothes? How? With a with a hip check. Sean, you guys are the greatest duo. Oh. Uh. VBF.